Hey man, I am so excited. Hey Mitchell, man, how's it going? Hey Michael, how you doing? I'm doing well. Oh, thanks for asking. How's the, I know we were talking a little bit about it before we recorded, so I just wanted to like to push record right now, but how's the weather? What's going on in Texas, man? Man, Texas is cold. It is, uh, I mean, I've lived in Texas all my life and I don't remember a, a time like this except growing up once when we got a little bit of ice, but uh, I woke up two days ago and there was snow all over the ground, all over the roads and uh, it looked like a winter wonderland here. And so, uh, yeah, so crazy time in Texas. The whole state's pretty much shut down uh, for the past couple of days. Was it like, the first day there was snow, you're like, heck yeah, let's all go play outside. And then now you're like, all right, it, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the first day I took my dog out and I was like, let's go run and play in the snow. Um, and then like today I'm like, well, is it gone yet? Can we get back to <laughs> normal life? <laughs> Can my house be hot again? <laughs> How long was your, your power out for? Uh, we were out yesterday for probably about six hours or so. Um, but wow. I've had a lot of friends be out for days. Um, and no, no power, no heat. Um, I currently don't have any water, so that kind of sucks. Um, really? But, yeah, so we're all stinky and non-showered and just kind <laughs> of rugging it out here. Rugging <laughs> it down, yeah. Is it because um, the pipes bursted or just there's no water because no water? Uh, so we're in like Interloop um, City, which is like downtown, and the city's just not built to, to handle free, uh, freezing weather. And so when people were dripping their pipes to prevent the water from freezing. Um, the whole like underground pipe system thus. And so we just got to have no inflow of water to our house. And so. Man. So then what are you doing for like food and water and all that stuff? Uh, we got gas so I can cook. Um, and then we just went to the store yesterday and grabbed just like some bananas, yogurt, some meat to cook. And, uh, Stores are and, still open? Yeah, they're open from 12 to 5. So oh, we're, we're hanging in there pretty good. We Texans are tough. We just, our system just doesn't know how to handle cold. That's the, that's the problem. Wow, um, man. Dude, but my wife, like, my wife has been stuck in Dallas all week. She can't get home. So that's been oh, the other update. So. Really? So in Dallas, is it worse or better? Uh, it's worse. But uh, no flights are coming in or out of Houston for the past few days. So uh, we are uh, ready for her to get home. So yeah, that's update here in Texas. Is it um, is it too scary to drive or no? Oh uh, no, we've been driving around all day. Um, this no, but is, I mean from like Dallas to Houston. Oh yeah, that would be a little little sketchy, um, just because you don't know what's gonna happen. What's, what's gonna happen? I think last week there was a huge pileup in Fort Worth. It was like a. 50 car pileup or something like that. So after yeah. that, everyone's like, I don't want to drive. Yeah. Man, dude, that's, I hope it gets, I, I really do. I know my parents sent us some pictures and they're, they were like, cause remember they're in Sugarland. So yeah, yeah. Are they doing not, okay? Yeah. Right now they still don't have any power. They still oh, don't man. have any water. Their, their pipes bursted. So they're just hunkering down too. You know what I mean? They have a ton of firewood. So they, they got it. They got it. So right. then right. throughout this process, man, I mean, this has slowed down the process or what would you say this has done for yeah, your construction? It's, it's put a little wrinkle in our timeline. Uh, so one thing um, 
for our project is the general contractor gives you initially a set timeline when they're going to finish and ours was projected to be done March 1st, which is in about two or three weeks. Um, I'm guessing with the delays, it's going to push us back a week. Um, so it kind of sucks to have another week where uh, the build's not done because that pushes equipment back to be installed, uh, kind of pushes everything back a week. Um, but a good piece of advice is to when your build's done, give yourself a month to get your systems in, get your equipment in before you're physically open for business because you don't know what delays are going to cause um, things yeah. to be pushed back in your, in your build out. Um, so yeah, it kind of sucks, but um, we're trying to get back as quickly as we can. We're almost there. <laughs> got you. Got you. So before we jump into like this week and what's been going on, I know you last episode, we were talking about how you were going to do a photo shoot with your practice and your friends. Oh, yeah. How did that go? Dude, it was so good. Um, the content we got from it was very, very organic and very just, um, this is a fun way to bring people into your practice. Um, and so we rented out a studio on a Saturday and then we got about five or six friends and uh, did about a two hour photo shoot. And we brought all of our dental products there, our custom made toothbrushes, floss, um, like a smiley basketball, just stuff that's really fun. And it's kind of shot around, got about three to 400 good photos out of it. And um, it was just, it was probably one of my favorite things I've done so far. So I highly recommend um, if you know people that are photogenic or have a great smile or just have a great personality, um, bring them into a photo shoot with your practice. And it just gives you great content for social media. You don't have to use stock images or the same person that's been smiling in every picture for the past 10 years on dental websites. Um, <laughs> so it's just a great way to get personalized, organic content that looks really, really good. So, so how much did this all cost you again? This cost me around, let's see, studio was about $80 to rent. And then my photographer was 300 so around $400. $400. And then, like, you don't have to pay. I mean, they're your friends, right? Like, you don't have to... Yeah. Yeah, I told him I gave them free whitening when we opened and I gave them all really fun smile bags. And so um, it's just nice. Like, the, was it reciprocity or something? We do stuff for people, they'll do it back for you. So it's just kind of, we have this really fun community that wants to give back. Yeah, got you. So then what's the, what's the campaign here? What's the plan? You, do you want them to start posting immediately the pictures, your friends or what? Uh, so I will keep all the images myself. And so what I'm doing, I'm just taking all these images, seeing what I like with them, seeing how they flow on my page, um, and probably posting one or two a week for the next few weeks, um, and then tagging them in it, and they'll reshare the post on their story with their friends. And like, look at this fun shoot I did at Smile Dentistry. Um, so just an organic way to people, to get people involved, and sharing, liking, commenting, and uh, making your practice seem real um within the city and so that's my marketing strategy with that and then taking some of those and promoting them as ads on facebook and instagram of someone really fun holding a floss a uh, piece of floss or a toothbrush and makes dentistry just look fun um so i'll promote some, some of those as targeted ads in the houston area what is the app called again uh preview there's so many what, of them, um, but previews is the one I just use. 
Is it like P R E V I E W or V? Yeah, let me actually. I think it's just preview app. Because uh, I wanted to ask, like, what's your? You mentioned right now that you look at your Instagram and you're like, does it fit? What are you trying to get it? Like, how? What's the style here that you're trying to get? I'm trying to get. Uh, yeah, it is called preview. It's just basically preview for Instagram. Um, I'm trying to get all the same color patterns. Um, so I want every photo to kind of mesh with my five colors of the practice. Um, I don't want to just use one color for every single photo because then it's just kind of very redundant and wordy all the way down. So having some pops of color, but consistent with your branding of your basics, like black, white, and brown. And then um, and just kind of looking and seeing, do I have too many text photos next to each other? Do I have too many just random photos? So it's basically a mixture of um, personalized content, content with words, and then just pictures of the practice or pictures of something dental-related is themes that I want to go with on my social media feed. Gotcha. And this is for the smile, right? The practice. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's a practice page. Got What's the five colors of your practice? They are. So that was one of the first things we ever did was we got with a brand, basically brand specialist, and she and I just kind of created a color palette that everything through the practice goes through. Um, and we wanted to make it not too gaudy, not um, too pediatric, something very like mid-century modern. Um, these very inviting colors. So we're like a charcoal black, a light brown, a beige, um, like a sunlight yellow, and then um, a really fun blue, and then a very small set of uh, like an orange color. So yeah. Just kind of just things that you can use the black, the brown, and the white as your standard, and then throw pops of color whenever you need them um, throughout the page. Gotcha. Is there a reason why you guys picked five instead of like, you know, oh, this is like three or two? Who's your brand specialist, by the way? Uh, her name is Grace. She works for a company called Narrow Design. Um, she's up in North Carolina. She's just a, a friend of a friend, you know, here in Houston, and she does awesome work. You picked five colors because you've always had five colors in your mind, or you were just like, eh, she mentioned it to you, five is good uh, to have, or why? They just worked. Um, three was too little. We wanted three, basically, like, the three standard colors and then two really fun pop colors. Um, and then seven was just, like, you pick every color, so you can't narrow it down to what is your brand and what are... Um, the messages you're trying to convey with your colors. Do you see yourself, Mitchell, like a year from now still kind of doing this? Like, you know what I mean? Like posting it on your smile practice, using the preview app, you know what I mean? All that yeah. stuff. Or do you kind of see like you outsourcing it to someone? That's a great question. Um, I really enjoyed doing it, um, but I know my capacity is limited to do social media. So one of the things I've done recently in the past week I'm kind of cutting back on my doctor Instagram page and focusing more on just building my practice page and using my doctor page as just a funnel to push content through. And so because doing two and creating posts for two different accounts is a lot of work. Um, but I would like to delegate um, posting and everything eventually. Um, but I do have the capacity for it now and I don't have to pay anyone to do it. Um, so it's just a budget friendly thing for me to be able to do that initially. Um, but I love to delegate because 
you can only do uh, so many things as a practice owner. Um, yeah. But I love creating content. I love creating videos. And so if you have a passion for it, it really isn't too much work. Do you think, um, so if, if somebody's listening right now, right? And then they're like, dang, I got to have a, I have a practice one already, but I should probably get a personal doctor one. Do you think it's a good idea for them to start a personal doctor one or not just be like, nah, just double down on your practice one instead? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I would say there's two scenarios. Either you're an associate and you want to build a practice or you already have a practice and you want to build that. And so I would say if it's the first one and you're an associate, build your own doctor page for when you want to open a practice and then you have some credibility of who you are to promote your practice when it's not open yet. And I would say if you are a current practice owner, just promote your page because um, then you can bring your team in on it. You can have multiple people logged into the account so they're always posting, creating content, in it, even if you're not there. Because it's a little redundant to do your practice and then try to build a separate page for yourself um, when you should be investing in the practice and the staff. So that's what I would say to that. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that a lot. Because I know some people who are like, they want to, like they kind of see your page, right? Your doctor's page. Uh And then they're like, oh man, I want to post like, you know, stuff about my life and and what I do too. And yeah, uh, but then they're like, does it look, does it make sense if I do that on the practices page? Not, they think not really. What do you think? Like, should they still post about their life? Uh, I would only do it on your doctor page. So I mean, you could create one, um, kind of like sharing who you are, creating a personality and just kind of being involved in the world so that your doctor page can grow and you can kind of create the doctor who you are as a, as your personality kind of shows through social media. And, but then again, like social media is just a a snapshot of who we are. And so um, just kind of protecting your professionalism as a doctor and then still sharing about your life. You're, if you're married, you have kids, what do you like to do for fun? Um, So I would say do more personalized stuff on doctor page and then the practice page, like post about who you are, who your staff is, what your practice is about, make it more community, more practice oriented. Cause then when people are watching, they're like, Oh, I really want to go to this practice. Not because the doctor is so cool, but because the staff and everyone there is having such a great time. I want to be a part of what they're doing. Gotcha. Can I ask you something? What, what are you like almost kind of like sick of seeing other practices do on social media where you're like, dang, man, they shouldn't be doing that. Oh man. You know, what I don't like, it just like gets me every time is when it's like a new practice and they buy like five to 7,000 followers and you look at their page and it's like 7,000 followers, whatever. And then you go to the likes and it's like two, <laughs> three, no yeah. comments. It's like, I know it's like a lot of people don't know that's what happened in that situation. Cause they don't know it just kind of shows me like they're trying to create something that um, should be created organically. Um, and I think it's the, one of the most detrimental things you could do to your account because then you don't really know, am I growing? Am I building this thing? Because those followers will fall off and they'll get new bots on there. So that's something I don't like. I'm not saying like don't spend money to like promote your account or anything like that. But when you go from like, 50 to 10,000. <laughs> like, yeah. I've just, I've just seen, it's just like deflating. Um, and people that kind of do the Instagram game, like, Oh man, yeah. nice, nice ratio. Um, so that's just something that pet peeves me about 
that maybe a lot of dentists don't know people know they can do that um and so and then when people do see that it kind of turns you off to the practice because like oh they're trying to buy an image that's not an organic image got you got you what about like post you know how like there's like i don't know like tooth talk thursdays or like you know how like how's death month like what what about posts where you're like stop doing that um man i would just like give credit to dentists though they are so creative with like tooth topics like i would always encourage anyone to like post just anything that's creative with teeth um like some things will hit some things won't um but i'm never gonna like degrade a dentist for like trying to create content because i know how hard it is and i know some of my content has drastically failed and not been as successful as I thought. Um, mm-hmm. I would say the thing that I, I don't like, which is hard to do when you don't have a practice, is having high quality images that aren't stock images. Um, and it's just like a toothbrush next to a nice plant. Like I've done it because I don't have anything, but that's just like really hard to, for a patient to connect with um, when seeing the page. but. You have to do it initially. That's that's why doing a photo shoot early on and getting some personalized content about who you are, who your staff is, um, is so valuable to the success of your page. I like that, man. So every post you make, you always think about how will the patient connect with this? <laughs> like, what are they going to receive? Like, are they going to feel good about themselves? Are they going to feel bad? Um, like, you never want to post something that makes someone feel like, oh my gosh, this is like, makes me feel bad about myself or who I am. But like yeah. everything, like I want to uplift you and I want you to like feel joy from this post because that's kind of what we can take from dentistry. Um, gotcha, so yeah. Gotcha. I like that, man. That was good advice right there. So then Thanks. let's dive into the budget breakdown. Like in uh, practice. The, the budget, baby. Yeah, let's dive into that. So I know last episode we discussed and and you said you were going to bring us like the breakdown of it. So mm-hmm. talk to me like what, first of all, give me an overview of like your whole, your whole breakdown. So initially what I did, so the budget in dentistry is crazy. There's so many things that you need to buy. And I mean, I've been working on my budget ever since last March. Um, just kind of getting things together, kind of itemizing um, lists. So one of the biggest things you want to do is you'll have a few categories. Um, so you'd have leasehold improvements, which is improvements to the space that you're leasing. Um, you have equipment, you have IT, you have outdoor signs, um, you have a marketing expense, architect fee, a permitting fee with the city wherever you live, if you do have permits there, and then just furniture, um, security deposits and miscellaneous for any other items. My goal was to be under 600000 for my budget. Um, and so far, I'm coming in just under budget if I buy everything that's on my budget. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's kind of my overarching um, theme. And then uh, one of the first things I ordered was all my chairs because um, I know – I had to have those. They were non-negotiables for my budget. Um, The chairs, the deliveries, the mechanical, which the mechanical is the compressor and generator that run your practice. Um, Because essentially a dental office is a a giant bathroom powered powered by a compressor in the back. Um, And that's kind of the ins and outs of it. Um, 
Gotcha. How much, if you don't mind me asking, what, whatever you, you feel you're comfortable with, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us like the price range of each, but, or actually, let me ask you this first. What was, looking at your budget right now, the overview, what's shocked you the most where you're like, dang it, I don't think I budgeted enough for that or allocated enough for that? I think um, in my projections, I way over budgeted. So basically I said, hey, I think this is going to cost me 8000 I put 12000 um, just so I had flexibility in there. And it's almost like Christmas when you're under budget and you're like, oh, I can buy this laser now or I can buy something that's I really want as a dentist, but isn't a necessity for me to start the first few months. So yeah. uh, let's kind of generalize my delivery system. So what I did, I mean, dentists are different. I prefer rear delivery 12 o'clock systems that are hidden. Um, I don't like anything in front of the patient's face. I don't like an overhead light. I like the offices to look at their little studios and not this dental chair with all this crap all around it. So that was my philosophy. I kind of know what I wanted. I knew how I practiced. So I went with ADEC chairs um, just because I did a lot of research with Forrest, with um, Belmont, with ADEC. And, man, I just wanted something that was reliable. Um, it's going to last me 10 years. Great customer service. Um, and we used them in dental school, and I just loved them. And so I did the 311 chairs, which is the lower end, a little bit smaller. Um, I thought they were actually really comfortable. And I did one big 511 chair, which is like, huge and like you could sleep in it so um actually my practice was open right now in houston because it probably has power i would go sleep there and not my house (laughs) (laughs) take a nap in the chair yeah Yeah. and so those are chairs that i bought roughly my whole delivery system which is the what brings you your hand pieces your slow speeds everything is around i think i'm at about sixteen thousand to eighteen thousand per operatory for the chair the delivery system. So, and then how many operatories you said you have? I am doing uh, three to start. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, but so then, technic. So this is two chairs and one five eleven chair. Uh, three chairs. So three chairs. Yeah. Two two three elevens and one five eleven. Do you for the five eleven? Do you do, plan to do anything specific or in that one? It'll be more treatment. Um, so if you come back and you spend an hour and a half getting crowns and filling. So basically my treatment chair, the the 311s or hygiene um, in and outs. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So that's the, the chairs and, and the delivery, right? That's the, mm-hmm. the whole thing. 16 K. Mm-hmm. What about the, let's, let's talk about the rest of the budget. I would say 16 to 18. Cause depending on the level of chair, um, the price difference between the 311s and 511 is about $3,000. Uh-huh. Uh, so they kind of fluctuate. Um, Gotcha, but, gotcha. but but these are pretty low prices for ADEC, though, because last summer when we bought them, they were having, like, COVID specials. So basically, if you bought, you got, like, 25% off. Um, it's a crazy deal. I don't think they're doing it anymore. These will be a little bit lower than what you'll find current market value today if you went shopping for an ADEC chair. Dang, man. We need to get the hookup for the ADEC. We need to give them a call and, like, hey, man. <laughs> hook up Mitchell and then we can give every <laughs> <laughs> come on I'll take I'll take they're, they're great chairs man but I heard Forrest is a really good brand as well um just and the chairs I use right now I don't even know what they are but they work um so 
Yeah. I just like nice chairs because I think a patient deserves that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so then that's that's this part of the budget. What else? Um, so when it comes to like your other other like the architect fee, IT, and things like that. And yeah. Man, one, one thing I didn't realize was so expensive is the mechanical, um, which is like I talked about earlier, the compressor and everything in the back um, that runs your practice. And I bought a really nice one that's I think can run an office with seven to ten operatories. Um, <laughs> For mines around sixteen to seventeen thousand, um, right in that range. So I was like, I was like, dang, that's expensive, man. Um, I was like, but I wanted I spent a little bit more on that than the other ones, um, just because I wanted something that was reliable. And uh, the one I bought is called a Dean, D E A N. It's like white. It's really uh, it's really space efficient, so it doesn't take up all the space. Um, and one thing with generators, they're very loud. Um, so I don't know. But I've been to the back of a dental office with a generator and you turn it on. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. it's like the dental office is on. Um, <laughs> so, and with my office being so tight in space, I wanted something small that could go in the back and not cause like so much noise if people are in um, an operatory next door. Was this an automatic, like, this is what I want, the Dean Mechanical, or were you, like, going in and out between this and something else? I was in and out between this and then another one. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was very similar. They're both kind of good, uh, sturdy um, generators. And I was like, why am I spending so much money on our freaking generator? Um, <laughs> but, but I needed it for the space, and so... Um, one thing I would recommend against, if you can, um, is not buying all the ADEC cabinets or their big sterilization center, because um, that stuff is expensive and it adds up really, really quickly. Um, just get your GC to make your cabinets and your sterilization for you, and you'll save a lot of money. God, how much do you think that was coming around that sterilization center? I think mine like just the framework in the that the outer drawers and everything was around like twenty one thousand dollars just for that wow. i was like i was like oh, uh-uh. <laughs> i don't like it that much but the big factor is my, my wife was like she came to see it and i was like these look like the dental cabinets i've seen in every single dental practice i go to i'm like yeah <laughs> like getting, getting an outsider's perspective because as me i was like these would be awesome they're efficient they they look good um and they'll try to sell you on well if you buy the cabinets you get to keep them if you move offices and huh. in my mind i'm like okay that makes sense but i mean if i move offices in 10 years the cabinets are going to be dated i'm not going to take them with me you know it's going to be like they're going to look like cabinets do that you look like now from 10 years ago and you're like why would anyone get those you know yeah. and <laughs> they, they know that i think they know that they're gonna be like well you can upgrade you know what i mean i know but i almost got sold on it because i was like oh dude that's not, that's a great idea if i move my practice and uplift everything i take my <laughs> cabinets like just like but she was like no why would you do that so, yeah um, hey, that, that, that was actually good though that she said that you know what i mean mm-hmm She's like, big, big you always got to listen to your wife. Yeah, that's good advice right there, man. Good advice. So do not buy all the eight cabinets. So then what was the price difference between what your GC did and the sterilization center? Was it a huge difference? Or? 
Uh, it probably saved me about 50% on the cabinets. Wow. So, hey, man. So that's really good. 40 to 50%. But nothing against the ADEC, ADEC cabinets. So they're great cabinets. They look awesome. I just start up, you want to be as budget conscious as possible. Um, and dentists get in trouble when they think they need to buy everything dental specific. And then it's almost like a un, unspoken dental tax on things that are just dental. You know, it's just like this yeah. crazy world. Like, oh, you're a dentist? Slap on this fee. <laughs> <laughs> Slap on this fee. Like, hear- it's a cabinet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hear um, people have gone with Ikea too, huh? Dude, Ikea's great. They, they have a lot of good stuff there too. Did you go with them? Mm-mm. I haven't looked into them yet. Uh, I know for my office furniture, I'll probably take a loop around. There's one right down the street from me. So I might take a look, look around and see what, uh, what I can find. Um, Wayfair has been good for finding deals. Um, Wayfair.com for um, like practice. If you want sliding doors in front of your operatories uh, for patient benches. Um, so that's a good yeah. site that's pretty affordable too. Similar to Ikea. Got you, got you. So then the cabinets you made right now, are they like custom? Like you're, you're oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, they're custom like, made. Got you, got you. So that's nice then. Yeah, that's yeah, really it's, nice. It's custom, they'll work. You get to pick the color. You get to pick the, the stone on top. And uh, yeah, yeah, so they look pretty nice. And in my operatories, I wanted them very minimal. So I didn't do any upper cabinets. Um, when you have more cabinets, what do you do with them? You just hide stuff in them. And so, yeah, um, that's kind of my philosophy on cabinets. By so, any chance, have you gone to like any of the breakaway seminars? Uh, I read the breakaway book and that was about it. Okay. Did, did you take like their, cause you know how like that, you know, their philosophy with like cabinets, everything, right? Like mm-hmm. when it comes to the, uh, by any chance, yeah. did you follow any of that or not? Nah? Uh, I'm pretty close to their operatory style. Um, I don't like their, um, delivery unit setup, I think it looks really bad. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else, their efficiency, making the operatories small, like I'm all about that. Um, because if you can maximize your time and maximize your space, that's like the biggest bang for your buck. And so my operatories are um, like nine by 11 or something like that. Um, so they're pretty, pretty, pretty tight, but at the same time, like you don't need a lot of space in a, a demo operatory unless it's like a sedation suite or surgery suite or something like that that you're building specific for a certain type of procedure gotcha gotcha okay so then we got the sterilization center or like the cabinets and everything then we got the equipment the mechanical Mm -hmm. the dean mechanical what else was in the budget breakdown so that was about my first um big order i placed last june um or august which was like that was like terrifying because you're like i don't even know if i'm gonna build yet and i'm committing to buy seventy thousand dollars worth of equipment (laughs) so that was like took a little faith to to sign that one um so that one then in my budget for my technology i have currently if i buy everything that i want um i will be spending around $211,000. $211,000. This is for technology? Mm-hmm. What, so that, what's, what's, what's like, break down to me, what's that? So that's uh, CBCT, Combeam, Nomad, Dexas sensors, um, 
ultrasonic scalers, initial endo, endo um, setup, DEXA software, implant kits, nitrous, intro cameras, 3D printer, intro or scanner, taxes. Um, wow. Uh, basically everything. And then I have like allotted 15,000 in there just for initial supplies. I think I'm going to come in way under that. Um, but I just want to, like I said earlier, I wanted big numbers that I could shrink versus small numbers that I'm forced to grow and feel pain when like I have to increase that. Um, yeah, that's true, man. That's really smart. Yeah. Actually. So how much was that in total? Uh, currently I'm sitting at 200, about 210, $211,000. Wow. That would have been more of a, like, I'm really signing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> then, uh, oh, yeah. The, I haven't commit, committed to all of it yet. I've committed to probably about half of that. Um, and so the other things, like I said earlier, like if you need to cut, say, oh, I can't afford this laser right now. That's like five to $6,000 you can take out of your budget, buy it in a few months um, once you get more cash flow. Um, yeah. So, so that's kind of, it's good to have everything you want and then you can almost pick what is the most important thing that I need now. Um, and gotcha. I mean, I'm doing pretty good. I think initially I had budgeted 225,000 for my equipment. And so for you're on track. We're You'd on, be track, on track. To, yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's good. Who do you plan to go with for your initial supplies? I'm using Patterson just cause, uh, the rep that I know here, I really like him and, um, so I did them and then I'll do a kind of price shop between them and net 32, Facebook Marketplace, eBay, see where I can get the most savings on uh, equipment. Gotcha. And so, so far, the most savings is Patterson? Oh, no. I just got their initial quote coming in this week for my initial supplies. We had a meeting about three hours last Friday going through the big supplies book and picking out every single thing um, that I wanted. And then I want to take that. And see, my philosophy is like if it goes in a patient's mouth and stays, this can be a really nice material, really nice quality. If it goes in and we take it out and throw it away, it's going to be from a, a website that I can get it the cheapest and the most efficient at. Hmm. That's interesting. So then yeah. what do you, what in the meeting that you had with Patterson, what did you like and not like about the, how everything went? Uh, so I really like some, the rep I use is the rep at my current practice. And he basically just brought everything we use there. And was like, hey, this is what we use. This is what you like. And we just put it all on a list together. Um, and so, I mean, I didn't, didn't like too much about it. I think it was a pretty, pretty standard meeting. Um, there's just so much stuff you have to order in a dental practice. And it's the question of, do I order a six-month supply day one or do I do a month supply get me through the first month and then order bigger. And so I'm doing the latter. I'm trying to do like a month or two of just as much supplies to get me by um, to keep my, my overhead and my, uh, my loan amount as small as possible. And then once we start ramping up business, then you ramp up, ramp up your ordering. Got you. For those of the ones who are listening right now and they're like, I haven't gotten to that stage yet of talking to a rep about equipment, right? Maybe they're just about to sign their lease or maybe they're just thinking about doing a startup. How, do, how does a meeting like that go? What can uh, they expect? To be honest, I kind of just got a coffee, showed up and we just kind of started page one in the supply book and went through it all and said, this is what I like. 
this is what I don't like. I think as a doctor, um, it's good to know what you do and what you don't like because that makes it so much easier because um, you can be like, oh, maybe I could use this system or that system or whatever. That's why it's good to practice a few years before you jump into it because you can know this is how I practice, this is what I want to buy, and you don't have to buy four different systems and hope you like one of them the best. <laughs> yeah, got you, got you. All right, so then, and then after that, they were like telling you, we'll give you guys a quote. If you like the quote, you're going to go with them. If you don't like the quote, what's going to happen? Uh, I'll probably just get an itemized list on it and go through each product and be like, this looks good. Um, I don't want to do this one yet. So just kind of see how it works in this budget that I have. Um, and then take that and give it back to me. Like, hey, this is what I want uh, a few weeks before I open. And uh, can you get it all taken care of for me? And then if whatever things I don't want to order from them, just finding um i think i saw yesterday on a, a facebook garage sale like cassettes for instruments going for like 30 to 35 dollars i was like dang i missed that one um but it's a great way to save money to use like garage, dental garage sales um something like that gotcha gotcha that's awesome man okay so then when it comes to you talked about the technology is it involved in that or no yeah so it snuck up on me i, I would i i would admit so um, I had in my initial budget, basically leasehold improvements, equipment, and then like marketing mm-hmm. <laughs> and furniture. And then I like, I was talking to one of my friends that opened a few years before me and she was like, oh yeah, you can have IT. And I was like, how expensive could IT be? Like, it's just like computers and cords. Like I can go to Best Buy and buy something, but my IT is around like 20 to 25,000. Um, fits mm-hmm. in the budget, uh, initial setup cost. Oh, who'd with you go all, with for IT? Uh, they're called One Way Solutions. They're here in Houston. Um, his name's Andy. He's like been an amazing guy to work with. Um, so if you're in the Houston area, I would highly recommend him. Um, gotcha, so, gotcha. And so he, he basically, I met with him last August and said, hey, this is kind of the practice I want. I'm going to do three operatories. I want TVs right across from the patient. I want TVs on the ceiling. Um, and then computers on the 12 o'clocks and then um kind of wire everything get wi-fi get security cameras um get the whole whole uh whole shebang um but he he did a great job and i'm excited to see how our systems work with our technology so it snuck up on you what else snuck up on you where you were like dang uh, IT and then the security deposit for the lease space. <laughs> so basically you have to pay um, first month's rent and then like last month's rent. And you have to pay it when you sign the lease, which was like last August. So I was like, dang, well, there's uh, $17,000 I have to pay and I'm not getting back anytime soon. <laughs> so that was, uh, that wasn't the funnest um, but it's like when you lease an apartment, you got to put down a thousand bucks for your security deposit or whatever. It's a, the same concept. I'm just doing a, a 10 year lease. And that was what our numbers broke out to be. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get you. I remember when we were like, you're, do you remember, like you remember when you first like moved out and you're, you're looking at apartments and you're like, this is only a thousand two hundred or a thousand a month. Right. Like you're thinking yeah. I can totally pay that. I got that right now. <laughs> And then they come and they're like, deposit first month, last month. And then like, I don't know, you have a dog, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm on money. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, 
damn it, I don't have any of that. So, <laughs> dude, yeah, that could that could definitely sneak up on you. Okay, so then there goes IT. That's in the te- technology. You had also leasehold improvement, architect fee, miss. Did we? What else? What else is in this budget breakdown? Uh, so my architect fee budget for around ten to fifteen thousand um, dollars. That's a, a safe number because um, they'll be doing all the designs, um, get everything set up for you. Um, I used a company called Studio Gale. Um, they're out here in Houston as well. Man, they are freaking awesome as well. Like I feel like my team is just like a bunch of rock stars. So my overall budget for the build out is around $315,000 for the entire build out if I get all the things I want um, in it. Wow, man. And so far you have it, you only signed off on how much of a percentage of that? Uh, I signed completely for the build out. Um, so our build is 315000 and it's paid in installments. So basically when 50% of the project's done, they get 50% payment and then 90% and then the final 10%. Got you. Uh, so, I mean, I'm on the hook for all of it. <laughs> yeah. I can't run away. Um, but so I would say that with the architect fee, all the interior um, decor, um, I'm roughly around three fifty to three eighty, um, three hundred eighty thousand dollars for my entire build out, which gotcha. is on the more expensive side. Um, but I wanted a little bit nicer office, and I feel like I could save money elsewhere. Um, so my cost per square foot is around one hundred twenty-six. I think Houston goes from one twenty to one thirty. 130 being nice, 120 being just here's at the office. Um, so we found a good medium at 126, and I feel pretty good about that. Gotcha, gotcha. And then for miscellaneous, I guess you, you talked a little bit about it, marketing and advertising. What do you recommend, or how much did you like budget for that? Do you think you should have done more or less, or what do you think? Uh, so far, I haven't spent too much on marketing, to be honest. Um, I did a company called Unlock the PPO. That was mm-hmm. another expense that kind of snuck up on me. I didn't realize I needed that. Um, but they have done a great job for insurance negotiations. I didn't want to have to go through each insurance company and be like, hey, can you give me the highest fee? So they did it all for me. And uh, we're almost in network with all the insurances I want to be in network with. Um, but yeah, in terms of advertising, uh, I haven't invested too much money in it because I want to get a good ROI back from it. And I don't just want to shoot my practice out there and not have a space yet. And then people forget about you. Um, so probably the first, first month I have budgeted a couple thousand just to do targeted Facebook ads. Um, I'm deciding if I want to do, do direct mailers or not. Um, to me, it's kind of a, a lost cost, but at the same time, like a lot of people are like, Oh, this is a great flyer. Maybe I should go see them. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of my first few months. I'm going to, send those to the apartments next door to me. Um, but social media has gotten me a, a lot of free and organic um, traction um, just for getting hype about the practice, getting people engaged. Because what I don't want to do is pay a marketing company $40,000 and be like, I got a nice website and business cards. And then, <laughs> what are you doing to actually get me patients through my door? Um, yeah. So a lot of people will promise and then under deliver. Like, well, I'm gonna make sure we're there before I go and venture out into a, another company. 
Gotcha, gotcha, man. Awesome. So this was a this was a really really helpful uh, budget breakdown, man. I appreciate it. So then, what I know we we didn't jump into it, and we're gonna jump into it on the next episode. But what's next? What is next? So <laughs> for us, uh, Houston needs to warm up a bit, and once it once it warms up, then our build will continue going. Um, today, I was working on a bunch of forms, office forms, basically consent forms. Uh, new patient forms and getting them all sent over to our online scheduling. So we have online forms ready to go. Um, I'm going to be interviewing a few people in the next few days to bring on, start working on, on my team. And uh, that's about it. Things are kind of really uh, hitting, hitting the, the ground running. Um, and then just learning all of my systems, getting trained on everything. Um, it's just uh, going to be a big month of uh, February, but man, we are going to be ready to go. Nice, guys. Nice. So, guys, if you have any questions or concerns or anything like that, you want to pick Mitchell's brain a little bit more, you can go in the show notes below, find him there, follow his journey in real time on his social media. And Mitchell, man, we'll talk to you in the next episode, okay? All right. Thanks, Michael. It was a, it was a great being on, and I hope to hear from us.